Well, welcome back to Inside Personal Growth. This is Greg Voison, the host of Inside Personal Growth. And I have Kameen Samuel joining us uh, from San Clemente, California. And for my listeners, um, we both got master's degree in spiritual psychology at the same time at University of Santa Monica. Kameen, good morning to you. Good morning, Greg. It's so wonderful to be here. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Well, it's a pleasure having you on. And we were just saying, here we are, and we were in a cohort group, and she only lives like not that far from me, but we've got to go have lunch after yes. this, so we're going to do <laughs> it. But it's a pleasure having you on, and I know you've authored quite a few books, yeah. but the book we're going to be speaking about today, and I want to let my listeners know, is Wealth Creation for Coaches that she co-wrote with Steve Chandler. Um, and for those of you who don't know Steve, you can look him up. He has authored many books as well um, and is really an expert on this topic. Um, and we'll be mentioning that during the podcast. One of the other things I want to mention is because Gay Hendricks has been on before is another book called The Conscious Luck Workbook. Um, both of these books are workbooks, really. And, you know, and I got to tell people, you know, you got to do the work to get there. That's the key. And if there's anybody who knows it, it's Kameen. And so, Kameen, let me tell the listeners a bit about you before we get into the actual podcast about your book. Uh, She's a rapid transformational business and wealth mindset coach who is passionate about assisting our clients and identifying and clearing their inner blocks to achieve greater success in all areas of their lives. She holds a PhD in positive neuropsychology and master's in science in information system, a master of arts in spiritual psychology, and a master of science in spiritual science. She's the author of multiple best-selling books, including the Conscious Luck Workbook that we just mentioned a second ago, co-written with New York Times best-selling author Gay Hendricks and Carol Klein, his wife. Um, and his wife, his coat, his, his, oh, uh, she's not his wife. Okay. (laughs) Well, all this time, I didn't know. Katie is his wife. (laughs) Okay. Uh, her, and her newest book, which we just talked about is this wealth creation for coaches co-written with Steve Chandler. Um, this is an extraordinary workbook, um, with tools, really, that's what we're going to get in actionable tools to take steps um, to change your life and to change the lives of other people as well. Well, Kameen, you know, there's always an inspiration behind doing a book, you know, and it's not like, oh, I just have to punch out another book. Fortunately, because of our background, hopefully there was some intuition that came into the process saying, hey, I've got to try and figure out how to write to people who want to be coaches. Tell us a bit about your background and history as an ex-Navy helicopter pilot and coach, because I think that's important. Also, with both you and Steve, you you both struggled early on in your career financially. Um, You, even right after, you know, being a Navy helicopter pilot. So I think that kind of sets the framework for, hey, look, you can't, you're not an overnight success, <laughs> but but at the same time, you have an opportunity to take little stair steps. And you actually mentioned that in one of your chapters is about stair stepping. So tell us a little bit about you and why you wrote this book 
and what you think you can do for my listeners out there who want to be a coach. Well, Greg, thank you. Thank you again for having me in. And I I am very proud of this book. I'm proud of all of my books. So this one in particular, because it really, it really shows the arc. <laughs> and I'm really working with, you know, people on the arc of their career. And, you know, starting off as a Navy helicopter pilot, you know, I struggled to to become that, you know, I and then I and I did and I did well and was a flight instructor and and I loved helping people learn. So um, most of my come from a long line of educators. And so this idea of helping coaches or business owners or pilots or whatever learn has always been a part of, of kind of my DNA. And so that's why I love workbooks, because as you said, it takes work and, and I want people to, to be in the middle of it. And so when I went through the military, I always, I, I didn't want to be a Navy helicopter pilot. I really just wanted to go into business and through a course of action, I went in that direction. And then when I got out, I went into business for myself and I failed miserably. I uh, ended up in bankruptcy and, and foreclosure of two homes and had to rebuild myself. Uh, I went into something that uh, I love, which is technology and, and grew my corporate career there. And all along, you know, people would come to me and ask me for help. And I wasn't you know, I was just good at helping people. And I, and I knew uh, at one point in, uh, in one of our projects at school, um, we were watching our energy a lot in the second year. And, and I knew that I was going to have a great day when someone came to me and said, Hey, can you, can, can we go in the conference room? And we close the door and they'd start crying. And I'm like, yes, there's somebody I can help today. So this idea of really, um, Coaching has been with me a long time. And, and this book was actually born, Greg, out of me working with Steve for, I've been working with him for over nine years now. Wow. Well, falling is not failing um, as long as you get back up. Yes. And I've had my own setbacks. And I think you know about some of them as well. You know, I had to declare bankruptcy, um, I had several failed companies. Um, I put millions of dollars into things that I wish I had those millions of dollars from, but you know, that's the journey. It's like when you get in a helicopter and you go up in the air and I heard this reference just the other day, you don't ever know if it's going to be a smooth flight or not. There can be bumps along the way, right? There can be lots of bumps. There can be turbulence and life is like that. It Sometimes you fly across the country, you never hit any pockets of crazy air, other times, you know, you're going to hit some crazy spots. That's crazy air. <laughs> and if there's anybody that knows that, that's you. So you state this workbook is not about getting rich quickly. And I would agree with that because, you know, I was saying to the last guy that I was just talking to, you know, I'm going to be 69 in July. And I'm like looking at it going, wow, where did the time go? How do you address the common misconception that coaches should, should not focus on making money, but be more focused on becoming the best coaches that they can? And, and I think when you're a new coach, whether you're coaching a business or in group coaching or individual coaching, you, you have this 
thing like, oh boy, I'm going to be a coach and I'm going to make millions of dollars right away, right? Um, and that rarely ever happens. <laughs> rarely. And, and 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 coaches really, you know, a lot of what I hear is, you know, I want to be a six-figure coach. And I'm like, well, well, how much did you make last year? And I'm yeah. Like, Twelve thousand dollars. I'm like, okay. So let's let's talk about that. Um, I love that. I'm gonna catapult you into (laughs) a half a million dollars from twelve thousand dollars. Yeah, and this also goes, Greg, for those people who are at two hundred and fifty thousand who want to make five hundred thousand next year, or seven hundred and fifty, or a million dollars the following year. Right? It's really this opportunity for us to realize that. Coaching is really the only profession, as Steve likes to say, that requires personal and professional development all the time. And so we have to work on ourselves. We have to be um, the ability for us to to develop our own good habits. How do we talk to people, our skills, what's, what's bothering us, our own mental blocks, the ability for us to clear those and move forward in our lives will then dictate, you know, how we help others. Because we're really many times as coaches, we're just a just a few steps ahead of somebody else. So true. And, yeah. Right. And so, you know, we forget. <laughs> you know, and you're learning from your clients. Right. Yes. And, and I think all the time, all the time. Um, and as you continue to take in this uh, wisdom. Yeah. The wealth of information and you turn that information into positive advice. You can actually, as you know, you can take case studies in, and protect them with by not using the name right. and actually start to relate those things to other people. Right. Right. Um, can so, I add one thing here? Yeah. Because one of the things of, about moving their careers forward is, especially when it comes to money. There are two aspects. One aspect is, again, are you coaching and helping people? We can't be in our head thinking about coaching to get better at coaching. You actually have to be, you know, in the game of coaching and helping people to help them transform and get coached at the same time. That's And whether it's you're dealing with peers or you hire a coach, whatever. But that upgrade in that wisdom is so important to the development And then being able to set a first value, check it out, test it with somebody on what your fees are so that get, get some money for your, for your, uh, for your skills and abilities. It has nothing to do with your worth. It has everything to do with your skills and what you believe. And I kind of go by this axiom and you can't be a coach if you're not coachable. You know, meaning <laughs> does the coach have a coach, right? Yeah. In your case, I'm sure it was Steve. Yeah. Um, and that's how you got down this path, going down this path. And on that front, because you both struggled early on, and many people do, um, you're not going to go from 12,000 to probably a quarter million. It's probably not going to happen. Not that it couldn't, but probably not. What advice do you have for coaches about embracing their own worth and worthiness um, you have a great quote in the book from uh, Nathaniel Braden. We must become what we wish to teach. 
Um, and so comment on that, because I think if you're going to be a coach, and I don't, I'm gonna, just going to say this, you have to feel like you're enough. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and so many people have problems with feeling enough. Well, that's actually, you know, I also am a certified, actually a clinical hypnotherapist. And so this ability, that's what a lot of the work that I do in that realm with my clients, I only do it that hypnotherapy with my clients in, in kind of a, a program because I need to, to work with them on first, where did they come to believe that they're not enough? Right. Right. What, what did they hear? What got set at a very, usually at a very young age, sometimes older, but they usually sources back to a young age and that ability for us to heal and upgrade. Am I enough? So that, as I said a moment ago, we're, they're not paying you for what you're worth. They're paying you for your skills and abilities and the transformation that's on offer. And so coaches, that's what I meant about personal development we have to keep upgrading who we are and what we're about so that the worth question isn't on the table. Am I worth $100,000? Am I worth whatever? You're priceless. Are, is the program that you're offering worth $100, $3,000, $10,000, whatever? So this ability for us to upgrade and, and the book, while it's, it's designed for coaches, I've also had business owners really love this book because we're talking about, we go through this process of chapter three is about clearing the limiting beliefs. What did you hear? Did you hear that you're too old, too fat, too skinny, too young, <laughs> too, too something, not enough? And how do we ch- change those messages and then be able to design what it is that we'd like to create and move forward. Yeah. And, you know, you were talking about hypnosis and um, I'm going to introduce you to Dr. Steve Beerman here in Del Mar. Um, He is my hypnosis guy that I go to my default guy. And, you know, the subconscious talk about that for a second, because, you know, Hey, look, when you're really helping somebody, it's what's going on in the subconscious mind. Um, and that frequently is the underworld that we don't give that much thought to. Okay. <laughs> but when you get hypnotized, if that's what way you want to refer this to, or you kind of put in a trance, okay. it's interesting the power of suggestion that a that a, a hypnotist can have yeah. on you by just saying certain things as you're laying there, right? Um, And I think that I want to go to this part about the subconscious, because that's where we've programmed all these limiting beliefs. (laughs) (laughs) They are in there. And and part of the reason I became a a hypnotherapist was because I had worked with clients, they were getting a lot of progress, and then suddenly they stopped. And I thought I knew all of their stories. And then, and I like to think of the way I do hypnotherapy is very, just, just relax. I'm not going to, you know, (laughs) you're not going to cluck like a chicken, just, (laughs) just going to relax. And the subconscious will tell us what's going on. Where did these ideas come from? And under hypnosis, I was surprised at how, how many stories of people I had known for years that came forward that I didn't know was running underneath. 
And here's the key, Greg, that we don't understand. Um, if a some of a belief like I am not enough, which is the core belief, as you said, to everyone, got set three, four, five years old at 50, 60, 70, that belief still thinks you're five years old and is still why we act out. We have temper tantrums, we get sad, we get whatever. That is, that it feels the same to what happened to us when we were five. And so I love working with the, uh, with the subconscious mind and rewiring, first identifying root cause beliefs that are in there and then rewiring it because you can set a new pathway. Well, speak about the neuro, the neuroplasticity because, you know, we may have some people that doubt what we're talking about a bit. I, probably doubt it if they're listening to this show, but, <laughs> right. but, but the reality is there, yeah. um, there is this thing you need to do with your subconscious mind. And the more you do it, the more you reprogram it, the neuroplasticity about these limiting beliefs can shift. Yes. And so what do you do with clients um, when you're doing hypnotherapy, I know this talk wasn't about hypnotherapy. It was about your coaching book, but, the, but that's probably <laughs> part there. of it. It's probably part it of it. Yeah. Yeah. So what could you explain to someone listening right now that may be saying something's holding me back, but I don't know what's holding me back. Yeah. And the other way that looks in, in term, in addition to something's holding me back and, and I don't know what it is, is I can't change it. Right. I'm just this way. This is the way I'm wired. And and what scientists have found, this is why I went and got a PhD in positive neuropsychology, was to find all the woo-woo words <laughs> that I, I knew about how to change people and, and change behaviors uh, to find the science behind it, was they've studied up to and only up to the age 97 that our brains can rewire themselves, they can learn. And so that is that is something that is actually happening in our brains that it can learn and can fire off new patterns. And so what what we in in as far as in the book and I'm talking about as well and in my practice we're talking about what's the new belief? If I'm not enough, then what's what's the positive to that? Well, I am enough. Mm-hmm. And that's foundational. You can write it on a mirror and lipstick or whiteboard marker. You can put it. I have it three by five cards. I have it on my watch at 11 a.m. every day. It tells me I am enough. And I look at it and I take that in like nourishment to my body. And so the ability for us to rewire and set new neural pathways by and they're not affirmations. They're not like I am wealthy because the ego is going to knock you over your head and say, no, you're not. That's not possible. You look at your debt. It's mm-hmm. like, well, you can rewire it for just the feeling of wealth. What would it feel like to have an extra $100? What would it feel like to have a client say yes? What would it feel like to have a new contract signed? Those kinds of things. And the more we rehearse them, it takes anywhere from, we all have heard 21 days. I've heard 32 days, 66 and 365 <laughs> days. So it takes time we didn't get that belief overnight. We rehearse it. There's a lot in the book about what you what you rehearse, you become. And so what we want to do is choose what we rehearse and move into that. Yeah, I remember interviewing um, Elizabeth Gould. Um, she's a, 
a friend of uh, David Meltzer's and it, her book is called Feeling Forward, mm-hmm. right? Great title. Cause when you think about it, it's like, I want to get this feeling. I want to immerse myself in what it would be like to be uh, worth X dollars or have this great outcome. I know there's a term and I can't remember it right now about thinking about our thinking. Mm-hmm. You know, we used, what was the term we used at USM? Uh, you don't have to believe everything you think, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. And I, and I think that's an important element yeah. here because, Absolutely. you know, what happens is we have a thought and the thought, then we have it again, and then it turns into a belief. Mm-hmm. And then it becomes a permanent part of that subconscious, which then continues to kind of play itself out. And we go, well, I can never have that. I'm I'm not worthy of that. I can do whatever. So how do you identify that? And how do you get rid of those patterns and beliefs? Most people at least know the first couple of beliefs that they have. Actually, they just have to listen to them. <laughs> so there's some exercises in the book. And that's why I love giving people, you know, exercises to actually write down what is it that they're hearing. There's a checklist of beliefs in the book mm-hmm. that they can check off first and then find out how how it plays out. I'm not enough might show up as um, I'm not worth that kind of money. Nobody will pay me that kind of money. Well, we can flip that to a new belief that says, I'm, I'm open to somebody paying me that money. I'm open to sharing my gifts and abilities in a way that it would be a service to someone. And so the ability for us to start to shift and then write them down and then read them. I have people put them on three by five cards, set timers, whatever, to reset because there are no really permanent beliefs. It's only that we hold on to them. I have a couple of other tools. I have this thing called the, the inactive box that I got from uh, <laughs> from Esther Hicks and, and Abraham Hicks, which is basically if you've got a belief that says something, just write it down, put it in the box, just it, deactivate it. Um, I also tell my clients and, you know, like a belief goes in, like, just see it go into the trash. You don't, ha- it doesn't have to pause. You don't have to give it any credibility. Energy. Don't give energy. it any energy. Just go back to work. Yeah. Yeah. That's so important. Um, so you work in conjunction with Steve and there's this coaches prosperity school um, and you're a teacher there or a coach there. Mm-hmm. Um, tell the listeners a bit about um, Steve, the Coaches Prosperity School, and your involvement as a coach yeah. through the school so that they know that, hey, they can come to you. They can go over there. You're part of a big community of people that are part of Steve's team. But I would assume that's uh, part of where you're getting your clients. Yes. And I love Steve's program because um, he ran several programs that were live over the years. And it was called one that I took five times was the advanced client systems, all about creating clients. And so he has um, put a lot of interviews with coaches, myself included, on the online prosperity school. And, uh, and so for all listeners, it doesn't matter whether you choose me or someone else. It's really about finding resonance. 
uh, finding someone who who you can learn and grow from and expand. And there are lots, there's a ton of videos on there to help both um, understand from different coaching styles of prosperous coaches who have learned from Steve and worked with him. But then there are also some teaching elements that Steve has uh, that really will help somebody on a, on a daily, weekly, monthly basis begin to grow their careers. Well, and at wealthcreationcoaching.com, that's correct. Wealthcreationforcoaches.com. And we'll put a link to that in the blog, wealthcreationforcoaches.com. You have some free giveaways for the listening audience. So um, they can go there, put in their name and their email address. And you've got some videos, you've got some downloadable PDFs. You you give away a lot um, is what you said to me, <laughs> and I, and I think for the listeners you ought to take advantage for that. So wealthcreationcoaching.com. Right? Yes, wealth wealthcreationforcoaches.com. For That's coaches. our book site, and you know I didn't tell you this, but there's another site um, where they can get a ton of resources from me, and that's the wealthflightschool.com. Wealthflightschool.com. Yeah. And that's the free, that's all the free stuff. The wealth creation for coaches is, is if you buy the book, there are, I've taken many of the, the worksheets that are in the book and made PDFs out of them. There are a bunch of videos on the front page that you get access to just for me and Steve. Um, and then there's some videos. One of my favorite, um, chapters in the book actually turned out to be a bonus chapter, which is the anatomy of an enrollment call. And many people are always asking me, well, tell me what, what do you do on an enrollment call? And so I, I wrote that out. There are videos on, on in the uh, bonus areas from the book, but on wealthflightschool.com, there is like a, there are several PDFs of my other books, anything that you want. And they can always reach out to me directly if they want something else. <laughs> I'm at complete. Open well, you can also get her at Kameen Samuel, S-A-M-U-E-L.com. And that's K-A-M-I-N. So you can reach her there. So we'll yeah. put all of these links for everybody. <laughs> Sorry. I think it's important. It's <laughs> yeah, okay. It's I okay. just want to give as much because I really want my, I'm really on a mission to help people, especially coaches and business owners, create a sustainable and thriving business um, that they feel good. This is their calling. They've chosen whatever their career is and to move into that. Well, along that line, I want you to speak about this stair-stepping approach. Um, I mentioned it earlier <laughs> and setting stretch goals and the implications that this can have if we don't reach those goals. Um, I know I used to be somebody that set stretch goals and I hardly ever made them. Um, and I always thought to myself, why am I doing that to myself? I feel like I'm beating myself up. If you would speak about the negativity biases and that you referred to in the book by Jonathan, is it Hyatt? Hyatt? Hyatt. Uh, Hyatt? Called the happiness hypothesis. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, that uh, cognitive dissonance, Mm -hmm. I'm going to call it between (laughs) this is what I said and here's what the reality (laughs) is. And it's, it's a challenge. It's a challenge. It is. And and we are more, the negativity bias is that we are more negative than positive. Exactly. <laughs> we are naturally. So if anybody is listening and they're like, 
you know, they think that they're the only ones who are negative. No, we're inherently negative. It's part of our survival mechanism, right? To keep us alive, we have to be on on alert back in the day. Uh, and so for me, I, I love to set stretch goals, but then I have to really bring it down to what's doable. And so a lot of the work I do is what's the next step? What's the next step? Because what happens in that negativity bias, if we create, if we set a goal that's too high in between this one and this one, you know, all the limiting beliefs, I can't do this. Nobody's going to pay me. I'm not good enough. Da, 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 all of that. And we literally just fall off a cliff. And so the ability for us to then look at, okay, this, we're here, we're here, little, very little negativity can get in. And so let's take an example of a client who says they say made 35,000 last year and they want to make a, a, you know, six figures. Well, the first thing is to bring it into, okay, well, 35, what's a, what's a doable goal for next year? Initially, you can have the stretch goal, but it might be 50,000. And who would you need to be to get to 50,000? What would you be doing? What are the new actions and habits that you would be putting into place? And so this ability to stair step doesn't mean you might find that within six months you hit 50,000. If we slow ourselves down and take the step-by-step approach versus this leap where I have to like be you know, Tony Robbins to, to believe that I can make a hundred thousand dollars this year. No, let's, let's make it easier. Oh, that's just one, one or two more clients in this year. Okay. That's doable. Let's go work on that. And then, and then, you know, this plot of, you know, lines that then get you to that. Um, I will say the, the getting these images, uh, the artist who, who designed it was stepping was, stones, <laughs> the stepping stones. It, I love this, this, um, the artwork that was done for it. And there were, there were iterations because some of the stones were too far apart and some of the stones were, you know, were too sharp. And so this ability, it was very conscious and literal for me that people be able to take a step, pause, see where they are. Um, the other issue, if you go too big, is the upper limit. You can trigger, and this comes from Gay Hendricks' work, work is you could trigger an upper limit if you reach that number. And I've had clients exceed their goals and then ratchet themselves and self-sabotage because they hadn't hadn't grown inside of themselves to own that they are at that next level. And so they pull themselves back. Well, one of the things that you had you have had an advantage in, and I don't think that a lot of people have that advantage. I mean, it's like training to climb Mount Everest, right? You just don't get up one day and say, I'm going to go up Everest. And the reason I say that is I just finished a book called The Precipice of Life, which I interviewed 22 people. One guy climbed Everest 17 times. And it's just not, it's just not, doesn't work that way. And as a pilot, Mm -hmm. you know, you were in a simulator, right? Um, I think mountain climbers are in simulators. They, They have to go to certain areas where they can acclimate. You know, they learn how to do that. They keep doing step by step by step by step so that they can get to the 26,000 feet, right? But you speak with our listeners about what you refer to as the wealth exercise as a simulator and how replaying our vision of wealth can help us manifest it into reality because 
it's like we need a simulator. <laughs> we do need a simulator. <laughs> and and I love the well simulator because this idea of uh you know learning like there were so many steps. People say, "Well, how did you become a pilot?" Well, they had it nails on on the process to become a pilot. So it's not like you just walk out there one day. And so for us as coaches and the well simulator is really something I picked up from uh, the power of your subconscious mind by Joseph Murphy. And he has a, a, a passage in there on wealth consciousness and, and it just stood out. And it was really just repeating the word wealth, not I am wealthy, as I said before, but wealth, what would it feel like? And so this ability for coaches or business owners also to get an idea, whatever that next step is, that next doable believable step for them is in their business is, well, just take a few minutes in the morning. And as you go to sleep, what would it feel like to have that next client? What would it feel like to see $100, $5,000, whatever the number come in? What you're listening for when you're saying it's like, what would that feel like? I'm always listening for, well, who would I be at that? What would I be doing? Mm -hmm. It might I might get an idea, reach out to this person. Action items will come in when we're feeling from that place of what we're doing that say, okay, reach out to him, reach out to her, send an email. Oh, you need to do this. Those things begin to clear a path. And then all of a sudden there's like this magic that happens where um, you reach out to somebody and they're like, I was just thinking of you. Mm -hmm. Let's have a call. And there's there's just this synchronicity and flow to what you're they're creating. Yeah, I think you um, call it the power of attraction. <laughs> you you start to bring that in as you. Um, I mean, affirmations have always been a big thing in in the world, right? And creating affirmations, and I and I believe in them. They're important because um, it helps to reprogram the subconscious. Um, no matter how you're doing it. And right. and you state that it took you a long time from thinking about being a coach to becoming a working prosperous coach. Um, that's the same thing with a business person. I think you're talking about six figure income, but, you know, and I, I don't want to get into this so <laughs> crazy at this point, but, you know, you can gross six figures but that doesn't mean you're netting six <laughs> no. figures because of your expenses. And that's all about budgeting and looking at right. what you're spending money on and everything else. And then people go, well, I grossed this much money, but what did you really, really right. uh, earn? Right? right? What'd you so, keep? What'd you keep? <laughs> that's right. So speak with us about listeners about what you refer to as solving the procrastination puzzle. Uh, that you referred to. And what's this doctor's name? Dr. P-Y-C-H-Y-L. <laughs> psycho, I think it is. A psycho, okay. Psycho? Well, no, psycho. psycho. But in there, I know that for a fact, pardon me, but procrastination is a big part yeah. of this. Um, and you have to look at why are you procrastinating? And, and, and you and I know this because what is it that you don't believe you deserve in your life? Right. I'd like um, to look at it as, you know, if someone, I, I actually love when someone says they've been procrastinating. That to me is the most fun because <laughs> what I want to know is 
between the time you said you were going to do something and the time you didn't do it, what was the story? What did you tell yourself about your abilities? Who, you know, what do you know? Can you do this? Whatever. Because that's gold for a coach, right? And for us as coaches, like for me, I procrastinate. I know exactly, I know, you know, I tell people I'm running a group and I had them (laughs) write down, what does it look like when you are hiding from work? (laughs) Like if you're not successful, what will you have been doing? And for me, it's actually cleaning in the middle of the day. If I'm cleaning in the middle of the day, I know that I am, I am absolutely procrastinating and I need to, and I just need to bring my awareness to it, maybe finish maybe what I was doing quickly, (laughs) put a time limit on it and then write down what is it that I'm worried about? What is it I'm afraid of? Um, Is it that I, is it that the steps that I have are too big and I need to break and chunk them down into, you know, as we talk, we learned three foot tosses. Yeah. Um, Because many times it's just the story. It means nothing that we procrastinate. It's just the story. Let's get in it and get at it. Yeah. Well, you know, put down the Mr. Clean bottle um, (laughs) and the rag and, and go back to work. Yeah. I, I actually think sometimes it's there's, um, and I'll say this about bike riding, hiking, taking a walk on the beach. There's a level of solitude. Some In your case, it might just be the cleaning. <laughs> you are trying to get away from, yeah. I think, the mm, complexity. Yeah, um, There's so much complexity involved in owning a business today. Uh, and And I don't want to make that a statement to scare people. I want to make it a statement to tell people that you can master the complexity, um, but we have to deal with it and break it down to something that's doable for them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, because some people time block, some people don't, yep. some people set their calendars up, some people don't. Um, you you really have to find where you resonate really well with this. And there are people that are making very good money at doing coaching and running businesses. I got clients. They don't time block. They just, you know, they're ADD, they're ADHD. They're all over the place. Yet they have people skills. They've got great people skills. So they find other people to do that, right? So, you know, you kind of have to look at, but you speak about a very important element you call client creation time. You mentioned it about five minutes ago. (laughs) Can you tell the listeners what it is and how to go about creating clients, because look, that's the acquisition phase of this business. Um, and I, I love that chapter because you gave lots of tips and lots of things that people could do. If there was one chapter you reft out, you wanted to rip out of the book, it was probably the client creation one, right? <laughs> right. And that actually we did make into a checklist and I have people like print it out and put it on their screen so that they come in because with that, it's it's like, it's more prescriptive, Greg, than I wanted to be. But I also, it was a literal answer to a, a, a client in one of my groups. It was like... I don't know what to do now. And I'm like, oh, well, here, I don't want you to think about it. Just go to this list and and choose something today that that um, would be of service to somebody. And, you know, and when, pardon me for interrupting, yeah, but when I, when I saw that chapter, I remembered an interview with Pamela Slim. 
Do you know who she is? No, I don't. Okay. So anyway, <laughs> she, you should. And, and she was telling a story in the book about, oh, these people that are running their businesses and how they procrastinated. And she, just like you, gave a checklist yeah. to this woman whose business had gone down the other side and she was so depressed. And she said, what are, what did you stop doing that you were doing? Cause that's what happens. You, Oh, I'm going to go clean. I'm getting Mr. <laughs> clean out. I'm right. going to go do this because I'm avoiding doing that other stuff. <laughs> Cause I think there's too much rejection, but wh- whatever it is, she yeah. went and she did it. And she literally escalated the business three times greater than what it was from the checklist. So you give a checklist in that thing. And I'm telling listeners right now, go buy this book (laughs) and just go to that section about the creation. You will have quadrupled your money (laughs) just from that one chapter. Right. (laughs) Because many people come in and they, and they're like, I don't, I don't know what to do. I've talked to everybody. And I'm like, have you really talked to everybody? So there's a list of like, you know, you can email, you could do client astonishment, meaning like I've called cli- a client in the middle of the day and they're like, what's wrong? Like, what, what did I do? And I'm like, no, I just wanted to, you came to mind. I just wanted to see how you're doing. You're working on this project. And they were like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And so <laughs> client um, astonishment, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> you can send a book, you can email, you can create a video, but we want to make sure that we're using it. Not just, not just again, procrastinating by working on our website. I have people like, no, you work on your website at TV time at night or after working hours, but be in motion, share your life, share what you're doing. If you're going to write something, write it and send it to one person, then post it on your website or post it in, in social media. But the the core is really to come back and get centered and ask themselves, who could I serve and just listen and take action and then do it again over and over again. And there's a whole host of things that they can choose from. Yeah, it's um, it's a wonderful world out there. We have so many tools, you know. (laughs) Somebody told me about chat GPT, which I know almost everybody, it's the AI I've seen thing. it, but I have not, I don't know what it is. Oh my gosh, I got involved in it and it's writing all my emails for me and doing everything. It's, it's crazy. But the point is, is that your book is filled with really great advice for, for like bidding coaches, as well as well seasons coaches, as well as business entrepreneurs. This book really kind of fits that whole spectrum. If you were to give our listeners today three bits of actionable advice that they could leave with today from this podcast and literally institute within the hour, right? I'm going to go go do what Kameen said, and you think it would make a change or a shift and help them transform one element of their life, what would that be? So I think the such a great question. It's like, okay, what what would the the first one would be? First, let's look at your beliefs. Look at look at what you want to create and what is the belief that has been holding you back from actually taking action. Okay. And then rewrite it right away. Put it on. I have three by five cards all the time. Three by five cards. That it's just the way I work um, is to write it and put it in front of you. That new belief. Oh, I am enough. That's another thing. Write it on your mirror. 
I am enough, put it everywhere. Because the more we can see that and own that, the more we can be um, uh, move forward in our life. Then it's number two would be then, what's that first step? Where are you? And what's that next doable, maybe a teeny bit of stretch, but not this big. What's that next step? And what are, what are some action items and go do those. And then the last one really is, is just, just that third one is move into action, move into action, be of service to somebody today. There are so many, we know that there are so many people who are suffering right now and the coaches and business owners who are really coming from their gifts and their calling to do their thing in the world, go do that. Be of service, share yourself, help somebody today, whether you get paid or not, use a testimonial, but allow it to nourish you. We get nourished when we're giving and serving. So the ability for that exchange and Allow them to pay you if that's, you know, I come from the prosperous coach world from Steve Chandler and Rich Littman. The ability for us to give and receive is so much a part of this coaching practice. Yeah, I echo everything you said. And I'll add one additional thing to create action in your life. You have to be have a high level of awareness of what it is that you're doing or not doing. Mm-hmm. So. Whether it's mindfulness practices or meditation or whatever you're going to be doing from a spiritual standpoint, it's very important to get into that connection and listen to that higher spirit, that higher uh, power. And we've been on with Kameen Samuel. This is one of the books, Wealth Creation for Coaches. We'll have links to all of the websites. The other one that she co-wrote with Gay Hendricks and Carol Klein is this one, the the Conscious Luck Workbook. This one is equally as good, by the way, folks. So you know, go <laughs> out and mean. get a go out and get a copy. Actually, get a copy of both of these. Right, I'll put them both yeah, up. There you absolutely. go. Absolutely. And <laughs> um, but Kameen, thank you so much. Namaste to you. Thank you for being Namaste. on Inside Personal Growth and spending some time with the listeners. Uh, providing them with some wisdom and some coaching on how to become a good coach and also how to become a good business person, just generally overall um, in running your business. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this podcast on Inside Personal Growth. We appreciate your support. And for more information about new podcasts, please go to InsidePersonalGrowth.com or any of your favorite channels to listen to our podcast. Thanks again and have a wonderful day.